Welcome back to Sports 56 Mornings. This hour brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Now, more of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. Here are your hosts, Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Harold Grader. Welcome back. Hour number three of the program. Time for the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy. Zach Boyd about to be joined by Harold Grader. 9.03 is the time on this Thursday, November 16th, 2023. Up to 60 degrees now with the sun shining. We're looking at a high today of about 65. A little bit of clouds, a little bit of sun, so a little mixture. Tonight, cloudy skies. Chance of showers later in the evening at about 20%. We're looking at a low of 61 degrees. Harold Grader, how are you, my friend? Doing great. Good to see you guys. Good to be with you. Good to have you here. Uh, We are getting closer and closer and closer to that bowl selection weekend as uh, conference championship games are right around the corner. Getting down to the old nitty-gritty. It was interesting. We were talking to Jerry Palm earlier in the week, and he said in his bowl projections, didn't he have Mississippi State Mm -hmm. in the game? And uh, we brought up, hey, Mississippi State's not going to win six. And Jerry said, yeah, but it's probably going to be a situation where some of these five and seven teams get in because there's not going to be enough. And he has Mississippi State going to your bowl game because I guess they have a very high APR, whatever the case may be. So we've been talking about the possibility of maybe not having enough SEC teams, but if they're throwing in a five or se- five and seven team or two, uh, that would be a different situation. Yes, it would. Uh, I'm not quite sure Jerry's... Uh, analysis specifically applies to us. Uh, Obviously, there are games to be played. And as we analyze our situation and look at the contract and the ins and outs of that, uh, we think we're in pretty good shape. The question I I was going to ask... How does it work with the five and seven teams? Do they get thrown into that pot, or are they then like later to fill spots? They are there to fill spots. First, you have to go by the contracts yeah. that each conference has with their bowl partners. And then if there are openings, then they get into whatever the next step of that process is, which could involve five and sevens. Mike, I guess, again, this is all hypothetical, but for your situation— yeah. You, you, we talked about last week. You, you, you guys. If you don't get a team, you go to the American as your part of your contract. Right. Would a five and seven team from the SEC basically supersede the American, right, or right. would you go to the American first? I think in that scenario, Eli, and we haven't discussed that situation or potential situation. I think we would go by our contract, which would be go to the American. Okay, but I will say this. As, as I have said, this is now year 25 for me when folks ask the question this late in the season, well, who are you looking at? I said, well, I'll tell you where I'm going, and you can take your inference from that. I will be in Auburn on Saturday. <laughs> if I had a feeling. So but, but, take that for, for what you will. Okay, we'll talk more about that yeah. here in a second. But just to clarify, because I, I wanted to ask yeah. the same question as Eli did. Sure. So the contract stipulates that it's a 6-6 six and six bowl-eligible team. I don't. I'd have to. Now you're getting down to uh, fine print there. Uh, it may just say bowl eligible. I don't know if it refers to it to a record. Yeah, I wonder how how they how Sankey feels about the the five and seven because, edition. You know, bowl eligible in its 
generic context and meaning is six and six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. The whole five right. and seven—that's a whole yeah, different that, door path to go down. That, that's what my my thought was that a the as I said, like because you guys are a part of the what are you guys the the pool the is, pool of six yeah. in the SEC. Yeah. yeah, like the five and seven teams aren't in that pool. That's right. They're in a separate. That, that's correct. That pool is. That's right. eligible teams, and then once all of those things are distributed, now okay, we don't have enough teams. We got openings in bowl games. We got to go start. We go get James Madison. They go get Jacksonville State. Then they start going to the five and seven teams. Yeah, and you start placing those wherever those bowl openings happen to be. But those, yeah, they are the the last of the. Uh, they're in a separate pool. They got a little pool. They got a little waiting pool. They yeah, got a little yeah. above ground. It's kind of like the warm up pool over yeah, there for the Olympics. Yeah, yeah like the, you know, okay. Like the, we're over there doing your thing. Just in case you're needed for competition, <laughs> we got you over there warmed up. The six and six teams are in a nice in ground Olympic sized pool. The there other ones go. are like that above ground kind of weak blow up pool. Well, Auburn's in that nice pool, and Mr. Yes, Grader, as he said, will be making the trip down to the Plains. Auburn plays New Mexico State. What a job Jerry Kill has done. Yeah, with they're having team. a really good they're year. They're 8-3, and three, for yeah. goodness sakes. But Auburn, 24-point favorite. So the oddsmakers believe that they will win their seventh game, and then they'll have, of course, the Iron Bowl against Alabama. But you're zeroed in, it looks like, on Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, when you look at what the national guys like, uh, like Jerry project, and these guys... You know, they talk to folks in the bowl business, schools and all that, that goes into that mix of making their determinations and their projections. You know, Kentucky's out there from a national media perspective. Uh, really, I think that's really about it from a consensus of what the national media guys are projecting. There may have been one South Carolina for us, um, but I could tell you at as we go into the weekend, we are focusing on... Auburn as a potential SEC team for us. And you haven't had those them since Bo, right? Since Bo Jackson. It was wow. like 83, 84, 85, somewhere in there. Yeah. By so, the way, South Carolina would have to win their last two just to become bowl right. eligible, and that would include a game against Clemson. Clemson, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's. Um, I know it's late, but it's not that late where Harold, we've had Harold on for years and years and years, kind of pretty much laying it out for us that it's it's Auburn, not Auburn or bust, because there's going to be a game, but it's Auburn right now is the the leader in that, the clubhouse. They're, they're, well, they're the team that we're most interested in as we speak today. Uh, and you got to remind folks, referring back to the pool of six in the SEC, how that works. The schools will submit a list of bowls, one, two, three. Here's where we'd like to go. The bowls will do the same, one, two, three. Here are our preference of schools in theory. If the ones on those lists beat, in theory, and we stress in theory, (laughs) that team goes to that bowl game. However, there is the ultimate caveat that the league office, the commissioner, assigns the six bowls within the pool their teams. When do you start to talk with your preferences to the league office about who you would like in your game? We Going into... Well, you know, we see, you know, we see those folks. That's one of the reasons you go to the games because there's always someone there from the league office. Some are more perfunctory than than impactful for us from right, from right. a team selection. Sometimes the commissioner's there. Sometimes Mark Womack, the the, the right hand guy to the commissioner. Uh, now David Cutcliffe, who's a part of that mix, dealing with the coaches and in football issues. I've seen him uh, several times this year. But to your question, Greg. 
you know, at going into championship weekend, that's when lists are submitted. And, you know, as, as we get through uh, this weekend's games, going into the last weekend of the regular season, and then obviously championship weekend, which is also selection weekend, you know, <coughs> these guys are smart. They've, they grind on it every day. I can assure you, even though they aren't sharing it with us, and they're not going to tip their hand as to what they're thinking, and I get that. That's all part of what we do. They have and will continue to run every potential scenario out there. If this happens, we're going to put this team there. If that happens, we're going to put this team there. So they will have their their plan and their various scenarios. And and you know one of the things uh, that we've experienced with the SEC, and, and we get it, is they wait until the last minute to notify the bowls where. Who's who they're getting? They like to see who the opponent is, yeah. and that's one of the other pieces of this mix. It's not just well, what SEC team may be coming here is well, who who's going to be the opponent in your game? Because let's face it, they try to get and maximize the the matchups so they can win as many bowl games as possible. That's a nice feather in the cap to say we won X mm-hmm. bowl games. Bragging rights. Bragging rights. Absolutely. Um, so, having said all of that, uh, again, it really all boils down to next week going in the following week, actually, af- after uh, the regular season and we're going into championship weekend is when we will have to submit our list of preferences. And, but there will be there, there will be conversations. And to go back to work. With, with, with folks at the league office, okay, here's what we're thinking. Can you give us some idea of what you're thinking? And they and they won't reveal that. But we can say, here's what we're thinking. And that's why we go to games. You know, I'll be talking to the Auburn people. Hey, what are you thinking? Are you thinking you want to go somewhere else? Well, if you want to go somewhere else, okay, then, then we need to be thinking something else, potentially. Or here's why we think you should come here. And then Harold, it's all a part of what we do. Then Harold kidnaps the eagle and holds him hostage. Says, you guys, come to the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> no, I can't. You Bowl. may or may not get it back. Yo, know, if I'm not mistaken, that eagle is a is that a bald eagle? Yes, I believe so. Which I think would be a federal offense. And I promise you, I, I ain't going to federal prison over an eagle. I love the symbol of our country. We are the Liberty Ball, but I ain't going to prison over a over Harold, kidnapping. You wouldn't make it to prison. You'd scratch your eyes out. See Harold running out of the stadium yeah, with an eagle. The um, do you, do you know that eagle's name? War Eagle. If I'm not, I've heard it before. If I'm I not mistaken, it, its name is Independent. Because didn't you didn't really? you a picture with the eagle? Like, I did a couple my, weeks my, ago. Yeah, I was just down there a couple of weeks ago. I do have that That's picture. That's right. I, saw, I, I thought I saw you. I, I saw. That's you. right. I remember I, now. I did, saw you looking at it. I could tell hurt, the look in your yeah. eyes was. I'll take that eagle. It, well, <laughs> it didn't hurt that the handler is a cute young lady too. Which was there you go. What is the name of it again? I think it's Independence. The name of the bald the name of the bald of the bald eagle. How long is this? Eagle been the eagle. I, now that I don't know. Okay, the um, I'm sure there are some rabid Auburn people who could answer those questions for us. Going Chuck Galena, yeah, I was gonna say Chuck. Going back to kind of what we started the whole thing with with the whole like Mississippi State as a five, yeah. And like I would assume again that at a as a five and seven team, even if they know they're because they're not a bowl teams, they're going to get in. 
they wouldn't like they don't get to submit to the conference. Hey, here's the bowls we want to go to. They're that's just, right. They're just going to be a place filler in the yeah, end. Yeah, that's right. So, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Since 2001, Auburn has presented uh, an untethered eagle to fly over Jordan Hare Stadium prior to the start of football games. War Eagle Eight, a golden a golden eagle named oh a golden eagle. Well, there's two of them. A golden eagle named Aurea, A-U-R-E-A. Is that how you pronounce that? Aurea? Aurea. Along with Spirit. Spirit. A bald eagle performed the War Eagle flight before all Auburn home games. So I guess they, they take their turn. Like one so. does one game, one does another. You didn't see two of them, right? No, there's only one. But they say there's a golden okay, eagle so and they Spirit. Split, it's Spirit. Okay. Yeah, it's For some spirit. reason, I thought it was Independence. Spirit Airlines. There you they go. Fly one of those planes over. No, uh, that, now that's ultimate load management. Like that, well, that uh, one eagle can't even do every home game. Like that's that's the think about lazy eagles. Load management. I mean, but goodness gracious, we got seven home games. You can't do seven <laughs> Saturdays a year. Come on, eagle. You're an eagle. You don't even know they replace the Ugga every once in a while too. I'm talking about within the year. That I still the the whole eagle flight like it, that is it's one so cool. of it, the coolest. It things is cool. I've ever yes, seen. it is. Like when I was there in person, I was like. This is just cool. Like, could, could, yeah. There's just something about that. Could they and would they do it on the road if they come here? No, I'm going to ask them that. Yeah, Texas you, Tech brought if, the horse, if, right? If, yeah. yeah, Texas Tech brought, uh, I want to say that horse was champion, I think. I the think Black that's Stallion. right. Yeah, that was beautiful. I will, I am, that is on my list of things to ask about. Is is the eagle only trained to come out of its perch in the upper decks right. of Jordan Hare? Or can you do that on the road? I don't know. That's but I'm going to ask. That'll be cool. So, and if so, wouldn't it be cool to have the eagle take off from the the American flag on top of the press box? And oh my gosh, I'm going to ask. And it, and it, and I'll have so, an answer next week. Maybe one of the eagles is trained for the road; the other is not. <laughs> we'll have to figure out which and eagle can make the trip. Which one could be? Yeah, could check be. their calendar. Let me check the calendars of the two eagles and see which one is free. Just fly on to December. Just fly to have them fly 20, to Memphis. Stay at the Peabody. What is it? Twenty twenty. The game? Yeah. Uh, Friday the 29th. 29th. Yeah, just fly to Memphis, stay at the Peabody, visit with the Ducks upstairs, and then come over right, to the that, game. Right, that Eagle, he's got he's got other engagements for New Year's, uh, the holiday. But we can get but, we can get the other one. We can get the they, backup Eagle. But they have a heavy they have a heavy heavy workload over the Fourth of July weekend. If you're trying to book them during the fourth, you're yeah, yeah. you're screwed. So we were when we were talking with Jerry Palm about uh, his bowl projections. And I saw his New Year's Six bowl projections in the playoff, and it had Georgia in the playoff, and it had Bama and Ole Miss. Um, but now Missouri's ahead of Ole Miss yeah. as far as the uh, playoff rankings are concerned. But I asked him, I said, is there a possibility that there could be three SEC teams that get New Year's Six at-large invitations to go along with Georgia, let's assume Georgia beats Bama, which you know they could get right. upset, and they're in the playoff. That would be four, four teams. What did he say to that? He said there's a possibility. He said, "Sure, I mean that there, there's no way there'd be enough." So, how many more bowls are there? I know you've gone over this a million times after us. No, before you, because I'm thinking if there were oh, four, well, just yeah, one there's, there, there's just there's one before the no. Bowl. You have the, the New Year's Six, then you have the Citrus has its own. Okay. Solo selection. And then you have the, the pool of six. So, wow. that would, and, and we're in that pool of six where the conference assigns us our team. Wow, that scenario would be crazy. You'd have a playoff team, three in the New Year's six, somebody in the Citrus, that's five, and you'd only have four more but teams. But you got to think those people on that committee are not going to allow that. Right. It's just too much SEC. Not that there would be politics involved in any of these selections. No, not at all. But, but it is, it's just based strictly on the rankings, though. 
Is no, it, I'm just saying they wouldn't rank. Oh, okay, okay. You're good. You're, they're going to finagle. Where the you rankings. would have a playoff team plus three more for a okay. total of four. You're, saying, you're saying a little finagling of the rankings. A little sure. bit. I don't know. I mean, although I'm just saying. But you, but that would be that would be impressive because the bowls, I'm sure, would be pushing for it because they know the SEC teams bring fans. Sure. We were talking. We were talking. We were talking yesterday about. I think it was yesterday about Penn State. Penn State. Who have they beaten? They have two losses against the teams in their division in Michigan and Ohio State. And who have they beaten? Like it's almost like we pretend, not pretend, but we we think they're better yeah. than what they really are, and they're in that mix. I don't know if they'd beat Ole Miss if they went head to head. I think I, I'd probably pick Ole Miss to beat them. And Missouri, I think I'd pick Missouri to beat them. Not that it's been yeah. a stellar year for the SEC. I still think they're better than than Penn State, but they get the nod because of who they are. We're Penn State. Right. But what have they done? So, I mean, that's one that'll be in the New Year's Six. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that you know could be uh, – all the rest of them you think that they are deserving. You know, the, the Texas, if they don't make it into the into the 14 playoff, you know, certainly Washington, Oregon, one of them more than likely will – will be in the mix. Maybe not in the playoff mix. It depends on how it all works right. out. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's enough at-larges where I could see those three, Missouri, Ole Miss, Alabama, all getting picked. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a possibility. Do you know um, – now, I guess there's still technically going to be a Pac-12, which I don't understand at all with two teams. Right. But um, the bowls that have Pac-12 ties – do they like redo a new contract with another conference right now, or like for the next? Because your contracts run through what two thousand through the twenty five season. So or, this so this year plus the next two seasons, so, twenty four and twenty five. Or will they just be like a? That'll just be a free spot. They'll just be able to go wherever. <coughs> I would think, uh, Eli, that those bowls will have to go out and find new bowl partners, um, unless you know and. Uh, my good buddy uh, Mark Neville runs the Holiday Bowl, and I need to look at their selection process within the pack. I want to say the Holiday Bowl may have the first choice of teams out of the pack once you get past the playoff. Well, I know uh, we know who, but I need to look the, at that. Have one of two teams, yeah. For the next, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, because if you because if you have the first first choice, they're. Likely will be eighteen, but if you're below that, then you got to go find somebody to fill. You're just, you know, why like, we got Oregon State again this year? Like, you know, like uh, the you know, Beavers are coming you know, back to town. You know, El, you know, Sun Bowl has a pack. Uh, Alamo Bowl has pack, and I, and I got to think, you know, they're they're in search of. I, I, how did, first of all, it doesn't even make sense that we they are still going to be considered a conference with two teams. That doesn't make sense. Well, there's, that's, I think there's what a two year window where they have to get to eight teams. And I saw one note late last night or this morning. They're uh, in conversation with the Mountain West over yeah. a scheduling oh, relationship. Yes, it's happening. Which again, yeah. if you're yeah. doing the scheduling relationship, how about you just join the conference? Like, I don't understand. Like it's, yeah, well, they're going to be ineligible but, to get into the playoff, and, right? And I think well, they get the playoff as an at large. And I know you guys were talking about oh, yeah. about attorneys earlier going into that last <laughs> break. But I think that's where the attorneys come in. Because you got like, what do the what do the contracts that are currently in place in the membership of the pack? Dealing with all the money, 
you know, TV revenue, bowl revenue, and all those other sources of revenue, what what happens to all that cash if you do break up? I think that's why the two schools are trying to hold this yeah. thing together. Well, yeah, there's also the, so that they can lay claim. Wait, we're the last. We're the last right, two standing here. Right. There, you know, you got that this, money stays with the conference. We get all that money. I think that's because in simple terms, something that they're fighting over. NCAA tournament money is paid out over yeah. years. So right. there's a lot there. You, and then like shares this year's, and all that this stuff. year's bowl money, all that stuff. But it's just like they're talking about. Like they're gonna. There will still be the Pac-12 logo on the fields next year. Like what? So like, stupid. How? It, it, and it, I, somebody, so bizarre. And, and, but Eli, I think that probably goes back to the legal issues yeah. that they're fighting. That as long as they say there is a Pac-12 and we are the Pac-12, <laughs> they're entitled to everything. They're that entitled goes with to it. all of that. Yeah, but yeah. once you wash your hands and say it no longer exists. I, you know, legally, that when they put the logo you know, on the field, they just need to forget to put the one. So it just says Pack Two. Somebody <laughs> tweeted this out. I forget who it was. They tweeted it. They said they need to change the name. It's not the Pack Twelve anymore, right? There's only two teams. It should be called Two Pack. Have a little picture of Tupac Shakur. That's their little, their little symbol now. Their they little can make logo. A tour, be the halftime show at, at, two, at each two, game. Two Pack. I love it. I love it. All right. It, it's just the. It, I don't know. Like it, I, I, I guess it is, I'm sure, very yeah. much a legal yeah. maneuvering thing as far as getting that money that is still owed to the conference. I wonder, like, because if the conference just dissolved, those, like, where I wonder where that money would go. Right. That it has earned. Right. <laughs> They're like, our friend Bill Hancock gets it. He gets all Reti- the retirement. Uh, he gets it. Yep. His, his, his huge retirement, retirement party. party. It that, is. That would be, Absolutely. That would be good. Sunrise, the place to go for breakfast here in Memphis. Have you been over there recently, Harold? Uh, it's been about a, a week. I have. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely mm, delicious. They're the those, best. Those biscuit sandwiches that they've got or their bowls or the kitchen sink. And, of course, the lunch menu is great as well with the sandwiches and salads like the bacon cheeseburger, the French dip. Sunrise has the original location, 670 Jefferson Avenue. And then they've got Sunrise East out in East Memphis there on Poplar Avenue. For breakfast, it's absolutely out of this world. But, again, and a lot of people don't think about it as much for lunch. But, boy, oh, boy, the lunch is absolutely delicious as well. Sunrise901.com is the website. And you can order online for pickup to make it very easy for you to pop on in, grab your food, and be on your way. So if you want to grab something on the way to work in the morning, it makes it very easy to do that by ordering online. Sunrise, again, 670 Jefferson Avenue and Sunrise East on Poplar Avenue. All right, a little later on in the hour, I'm going to get some uh, thoughts from Harold on the coaching moves that were made since the last time we spoke last week. Also, breakdown of what's going on in the Big 12. But when we come back, it's all about our pick six. So, Eli, we're going to need a participant. Caller number two. Caller number two at 360 In honor of the pack two. The two-pack. 360-8255. Caller number two. If you've participated before, whether you've won or lost, you're ineligible. If you have not participated, you're eligible. 360-8255. Dial up right now. Caller number two. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli and the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour right here on Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. You already know you can listen to Sports 56 anywhere with the Sports 56 app or at sports56whbq.com. But you can also watch us daily with live video of all of our shows on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch.
Welcome back to Sports 56 Mornings. This hour brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Now, more of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. Here are your hosts, Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Harold Grater. All right, you folks have a gift because only one person called during that commercial break. So the next caller at 360-8255 goes up against one of us for $25 of Central Barbecue in our world-famous Pick 6. We've never had to wait before. 360-8255 to get in on the Pick 6. And we got some good ones this week, including one right here in Memphis with your alma mater. We Huge sure do. game. Huge game. None bigger than uh, the one on Saturday. And, you know, it's the old saying, the more you win, the bigger the games get. And this is what this football team, this football program, Coach Silverfield, have been eyeballing all year long. Obviously, early on, there were folks who would doubt that they would have an opportunity to be in this position. But despite ugly wins, and who cares if it's ugly? It's a win. Mm-hmm. They are in position. Now, obviously, they still need some help. But the opportunity is there, and and uh, you know duty calls for me, and I'll be on the road elsewhere on Saturday. But um, looking forward to to that, and hopefully there's a huge crowd, everyone uh, participating in the blackout and and supporting this Tiger football team. Because let's face it, and and I, and I put my Tiger alum, my Tiger hat on with with these comments is take a step back. Remember where we've been. Yes, we we got spoiled with Fuente and Norvell. No doubt. Those were great years. Mm-hmm. And we're going to a bowl game for the 10th straight year. Tiger fans should be proud of that. Regardless of how you got there, the Tigers have continued that, that string of bowl uh, appearances. You know, one of my things has been got to be competitive year in, year out for the league championship. They're in position to do that. So I say all that to remind folks, you got to remember our history, where our pedigree, where our program has progressed. The expectations are high and I think reasonable to be expecting each year to be in this position. So they're there. Regardless of how they got there, they're there at eight and two. We should all be happy, proud, support this football team. And again, at the end of the day, from my perspective, it's more about the players than the coach, who's a good friend of mine. And for me, I'm rooting mm-hmm. for for all of those. And uh, again, and Harold, let's go get it. Harold let's go is get one it. of the few that literally wears tiger blue glasses. I yes, I do. <laughs> he literally I do. has tiger blue glasses. I do. On. The preceding announcement made on behalf of Major League Baseball. Thank you, Harold. All right, so we do have our uh, second caller. You can stop calling. We thank you. Dan's going to join us here in just a moment. But let me give you a recap from where we were last week. Uh, It was Ken going up against Mr. Grader. Yes. Harold, you deprived him of barbecue. Oh, no. Harold had the best best week, four and two. I'll take it. Um, I was four and three. Eli was three and three, and Ken was two and four. Oh, sorry, Ken. I'm, so, pro- I'm protesting though because if the darn Washington kid doesn't drop the ball before the goal line, they cover. I know. Can, can, oh, please! You talk about a pet peeve. Stop it! It's not cool. Players who drop the ball right. before the it's right. not cool anymore. Okay. Uh, so through two through twelve weeks, Eli forty eight twenty seven and four. 
I am 47, 28, and four. So one game behind Eli. And Harold, you're 43, 30, and four. This is all against the spread. We're all making money here. We're all rich. Callers are 38, 37, and four. Game over 500. Uh, Versus the callers, Harold, you're three and two. Eli's two and one. I'm two and two with an asterisk. Callers are five and seven. We bring on shot, 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 shot up. Cheat a guy out of Barbie. Yeah, Dan is our lucky caller number two. Hey, Dan, how are you? Hey, hey guys, I'm with Harold on the Tigers. Uh, let's just say Ray Dempsey, um, Rip Shear. I mean, I think about the coaches that we had to go through. It's, this is a phenomenal time for the Tigers. Yeah, especially you know older older fans. They 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 went through the the dark times, the the hard times, and they've uh, certainly. Yep. Certainly enjoyed what has happened here over the last decade or so. It's I don't know, maybe it's more the younger people that just don't understand and they expect uh, to be in the Cotton Bowl every single year. But anyway, let's get to the pick six, guys. Dan, okay. who are you going to go up against? I'm going to go up against you. Dan is going to take on Wah. Enjoy the barbecue, Dan. All right, $25 worth of Central Barbecue on the line. Watch out, Dan. He'll try and cheat you out of it. We're here to watch out for you. That's all I'll try to do. All right, we start with a game that has kind of lost its luster. Georgia, after demolishing Ole Miss for some reason now, the expectation is they're going to Knoxville and they're crushing Tennessee. They're a 10.5-point favorite at Tennessee. It's always customary to begin with Harold Grader. Harold, is that going to be the case? I don't know if they're going to crush them. It depends on your definition of crush. I was a little bit surprised by the number. Was it 10.5? Yes. But I was also surprised by the Tennessee performance last week. Now, we know Georgia's good. We know they're getting better, just like Alabama's getting better. But to go into Knoxville and it's 10.5? Holy cow. Give me the Bulldogs. <laughs> Eli. <laughs> What what well you sounded like Corso now or something. The term crush. What goes with crush? Orange. 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 Yes, Orange exactly. It does. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's just hard to off coming off of last week's performances to not pick Georgia. Like yeah. Georgia killed Ole Miss. Tennessee got killed by Missouri. I wonder what if we might see Nico if they'll be willing to Strive. throw him out there against Georgia at all. Yeah, I, I just I have to take Georgia. I actually am surprised based off last week's performances, this line isn't a little bigger. If we didn't have the results of last week, and let's say Georgia last week was going into Knoxville as a ten and a half point favorite, we'd probably all jump on Tennessee and the points, maybe not the win outright. But now after what Georgia just did, the running game, Carson Beck is really good. He's yeah. really good. I'm taking Georgia. Dan? Georgia. It's a clean sweep for the dogs. All right, the game we just alluded to, SMU minus eight and a half at Memphis. Eli. Well, again, looking at recent trends, I just, last week's performance by the Memphis defense, just to me, I I just don't see how you give up that many points to that Charlotte team. I don't know how they stop SMU's offense. And while I think Memphis certainly will score some points, I don't know they'll score enough to keep up. I'll take SMU. All right. So the way I look at it is Memphis has won four straight against SMU at home. We know Memphis can score. They got the longest streak in the country of 20 plus points. It's going to take a lot more than that to win this game. I don't know if Memphis can win this game, but I do know they can cover. It's eight and a half. I'm taking Memphis. Dan? Tigers. Harold? Yes, sir. Tigers. 
All right, so Eli, the only one that differs there. Again, an eight-and-a-half point line. We go out west. Washington, plus two-and-a-half at Oregon State. This is my upset special. Duh, Beavers. Win this one. What's well, not an upset. That's favorite. right. They're getting points. <laughs> they're getting points. I forgot. But either way, Oregon State wins this. They cover. They beat Washington. They stun the Huskies' chances of getting to the playoff. Dan? Beavers. In agreement on that one. Harold. Huskies. No hesitation there. None. Eli. <laughs> well, despite the dropping of the ball before the goal line idiot move last week that cost them for covering, <laughs> uh, I'm not getting off the Washington bandwagon. I'm 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 sticking with that that offense uh to go in the Oregon State and beat the Beavers. Yeah, and I love Michael Penix. He may be my favorite player in college football, and I think he'll still have a good game, but Oregon State to win that one. All right, Kansas State, minus eight at Kansas. Dan? Uh, I'll take Kansas State. Kansas State to cover the eight. Harold? This is a game that could impact uh, our situation with the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Obviously, uh, Kansas won't be making a return trip. But Kansas State's in the mix with us. Oklahoma State, Iowa State, those are West Virginia, those are schools that are on our board. I think this is going to be one of the better games of the weekend, certainly in the Big 12. I'm going to take the home team. Take the take the Jayhawks. Okay, Eli? Yeah, Kansas is pretty darn good at home. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised this line is eight. Uh, I'm definitely taking Kansas on the points. I am all over Kansas in this one. Eight points at home in a rivalry game? Yeah, I'm going to take the Kansas Jayhawks. So there's one that you and I differ, Dan. Uh, out in the Pac-12, soon to be the Pac-2 or the two-pack, as they like to say. UCLA plus seven at USC. Harold, rivalry game. Wow, yeah, rivalry, but what a mess. <laughs> Two football sides. teams that are yeah, both sides. We're just and, just and Chip may be getting fired, right? Yeah, That's yeah. I was just gonna I was gonna mention that. That saw that note uh, last night. Um, UCLA's lost uh, the last two. UC, USC four of their last five. Is that right? Am I keeping track with all of that? I believe you. They're both terrible. Uh, what's the line? Seven. UCLA seven point dog. UCLA is uh, getting seven. You know, at the Coliseum. I'm going to take USC. Okay, not with much enthusiasm, but in the SC. Yes, USC has lost four of the last five. Good job, Harold. Nice stat. Now those four losses have been Notre Dame, Utah, Washington, Oregon. Pretty good teams. So they're they're pretty they're pretty good. Pretty good. The win was against Cal, um, who's not a good team. <laughs> no, there's a pattern. Funny there. how that works. They lose to the good teams. They beat the bad teams. Um, question is, does you, which, where does UCLA qualify? Um, I don't think UCLA is that good, so I'll take USC. Yeah, I'm going to take USC as well, although it scares me in a rivalry game. But Caleb Williams, they have Caleb Williams. UCLA does not have Caleb Williams, so he's the difference maker. Dan? USC, they're playing for pride. All right, so it's a clean sweep on the Trojans. And then finally, North Carolina plus six and a half at Clemson. Eli? Um, I just don't have faith in this Clemson team. Um, and I know North Carolina had the stumbles earlier in the year. I think they, they feel, I kind of feel like maybe they're kind of going to get back corrected and back on track. Uh, give me North Carolina and the points. I think, right. they probably, I think they win the game. Yeah, I mean, North Carolina's getting six and a half. It's in Death Valley. Drake Mays, their quarterback, who's going to be either the first or second more than likely quarterback picked in the NFL draft. 
I want to I want to take Clemson, but I don't think they can cover six. I think Clemson's going to win this game by a field goal, so I'm going to take Carolina and the points. Dan, Carolina and the points. Okay, Harold. Hmm. You know, you know, North Carolina can can score fairly not easily, but the, the offense is pretty good. Defense is where the issues are. They've regressed here down the stretch. They've given up like 40 points a game in their last three ACC games. Yep, they gave up 45 last week against Duke in the win. They gave up 46 in the loss to Georgia Tech. So it's like, okay, you know, uh, Mac Brown teams usually don't usually play better defense than right, that. Right, but right. all that being said, even though you're going into Clemson, I'm going to take uh, the heels and the points. Yeah, you're getting six and a half points. Yeah. All right, our best bets. Harold, your best play. Best bet. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I am going to say Kansas. Kansas, okay. Eli. I am going to go with North Carolina. Okay. Well, mine was already circled. Kansas for me as well. Dan, your best play? I'm going to take North Carolina. North Carolina. We split there. Two for North Carolina, two for Kansas. Dan, thanks for getting in. Thanks for listening. Good luck to you, man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. See if Dan's the man going up against me in our world-famous pick six. It's been a while since. When was the last time a caller won? Let's see. Was it the time you cheated him? I didn't cheat I anybody. Didn't cheat I cheated. You guys cheated came, me out of a to, win. That's came what to happened. The rescue. Uh, three That's losses in a row. Four week losses six? in yes. a row. Five losses in a row. Yeah, five losses That's in a row by the call. Rough stretch for the callers. That's why we're you know they don't want to call in anymore. I've been enjoying that barbecue. I know, you're getting big. I'm tired of eating that barbecue. I wish you guys would win one of these times. Come on now. This hour of the program brought to you by Acura of Memphis, Ridgeway 385 online, acuraofmemphis.com. Beautiful day out there. Beautiful day to go take a test drive in one of those beautiful Acura automobiles. Of course, anytime's a great time to go take a test drive and check out those Acuras, the new vehicles, pre-owned vehicles, certified pre-owned Acuras, and also deal with the great folks over at Acura of Memphis. Always just a great car buying experience every single time at Acura of Memphis. All right, we'll come back, uh, talk to Harold about the coaching moves that have been made. I know you alluded to the Big 12 a little bit. We'll get a little more information on where the Big 12 and the AutoZone Liberty Bowl kind of jive going into this weekend's games. We'll do that when we return. This is the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour on Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli right here on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11 here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Welcome back to Sports 56 Mornings. This hour brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Now, more of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. Here are your hosts, Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Harold Grater. So, Harold, Sunday and Monday, we heard about the three firings, uh, Jimbo Fisher and Andy Avalos at Boise State. And then the next day, of course, the Monday to open up the week, it was Will Arnett and then Brady Hoke announced. Zach Arnett. Yeah, Zach, Zach. Excuse me, Zach Arnett. And Will Arnett's the uh, actor. And then Brady Hoke. Did he uh, get fired too? No, he oh, announced okay. his retirement. At no, the I mean Will Arnett. Oh, Will Arnett. No, Will Arnett's still going strong. Okay. Got fired from something, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe a show <laughs> or two, but uh, he's still going strong. But anyway, uh, your yeah. thoughts, uh, were you surprised at all to hear the news, especially of Jimbo and with Arnett? Well, I'll take those one by one. And I did watch uh, Ross Bjork's 
press conference Sunday night, listened intently, and just kind of picking it apart. You know, Ross made was very specific in his comments, and I had just seen those folks at Ole Miss a couple of weeks ago. And at that point, I, I didn't sense that there was a change coming, but Ross made it very clear that this was not a one-game reaction; it was a cumulative situation, right? And that, but that the decision had been made after the Ole Miss game. Yes. Number one. Number two, that there were things in their processes within the university that were coming up. Steps that they would need to take to make this move official and make it happen. So he informed the president. They go to the chancellor. They accepted Ross's recommendation, which was to make a change. So all of those wheels were spinning after Ole Miss. So the big tail kicking that they gave state last week meant nothing because the wheels were already except for, spinning. Except for the state except, side. Yeah, except for the state <laughs> side. The other interesting piece, and because obviously for what? Ever since the big contract was signed and then they got the extension two years ago, everybody's been talking about the buyout, right? As a native of that state and knowing the mentality around football and money and all that stuff, I have always maintained there's no number too big. Not for AM. And so Ross addressed the money. The initial payout, which I think is due within 60 days, it's like $19 million. Jeez. That money will come from the 12th Man Foundation, private money. The remaining incremental payouts over the next, was it six, seven years, whatever yeah. that number number of years is, that's like seven or eight million a year. That money will come from the football budget. And he made a point of saying, we are going to be addressing how we spend our money. He said, we can still spend at a championship level. I'm pretty sure that was the quote. We will continue to spend at a championship level, but we, we could do that, but do it at a lesser number than what we've been spending at. So they've already determined from a business perspective, where are we going to get all this cash? Big chunk, number one. 12th man, the rest of it's coming out of football. They can make that happen. Yeah. Tighten now, the where do they go? Again, my first big ask, if I'm Ross, Mike Norvell. It'll be interesting to see who lands in that job. Zach Garnett. I'd go back, I correlate it back to the Ole Miss situation after Hugh Freeze. You had Matt Luke. You needed someone there to hold it together. Zach was asked to do that, and obviously much different situation, tragic situation, losing Mike Leach. Zach held it together. He was not going to be the long-term uh, answer. He wasn't hired by the current AD. Right. He was hired by, by an interim AD, and they chose, hey, we're going into a new world in the SEC in 2024. No divisions. Texas, OU coming in. The world is changing. We need to lock in with who our long-term answer is. And unfortunately for Zach Arnett, mm -hmm. it's not him. All right. And that's a much harder job to hire somebody. Yes. Because it's a yes. much, much harder job. Yes. 
All right, so uh, operators are standing by. They sure are at the world headquarters of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl in beautiful downtown East Memphis, 795-7700. Get your tickets now. Great stocking stuffer as we head into the holidays. The 65th AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Friday, December 29th, 2.30 kick. Last work day of the year, so those of you who have to go into the office for an hour or two, you can do that. Take care of your business. Head to the ballpark. Start your holiday weekend. And remember, the January 1st holiday is Monday. So you don't have to go back to work until Tuesday. So we're going to have that long holiday weekend to enjoy lots of football. And hopefully the AutoZone Liberty Bowl will will be a part of your uh, football watching plans that weekend. And uh, we encourage you to do so. Let me throw this quick note in. At our last Memphis Touchdown Club uh, meeting of the year, announced our high school football uh, offensive and defensive players of the year. Offensive player, Cordero Walker, quarterback from Germantown. Defensive player, linebacker, uh, Hudson Schof from MUS. We selected the rosters for this year's All-Star Game over the weekend, confirming that those young men will indeed play, and we'll be putting out those rosters here in the next day, two or three. So look forward to that, uh, our 21st annual AutoZone Liberty Bowl High School Football All-Star Game. The holiday season, it's here. Where Black Friday is next week, and it's going to be holiday shopping time, and you want to get a good head start of that, head on over to Genesis Diamonds, especially if you're thinking about popping the question and getting an engagement ring for somebody this holiday season. Well, then you could go over to Genesis Diamonds and check out their amazing selection of diamonds and engagement rings. But beyond that, everything you could possibly imagine, one-of-a-kind designer jewelry, colored gemstone jewelry, rings, earrings, pendants, bands, bracelets, pre-owned Rolex watches. They've got it all for you at Genesis Diamonds at amazing prices as well. They take out the middleman direct importer prices on that amazing selection at Genesis Diamonds. Located in the Poplar Commons Shopping Center, Poplar and Perkins Extended Genesis Diamonds. That will do it for us today. We appreciate you listening, folks. Coming up next, it's Wolo and Friends on Sports 56. And don't forget, we do have NFL Thursday Night Football tonight for you, beginning at 7 with the pregame. The Bengals and the Ravens. Our thanks to Ryan Silverfield, of course, to Harold Grader for joining us. We're back tomorrow bright and early starting at 7 a.m. Among our guests, John Varlis talking prep football. Brandon Lang will join us to handicap the NFL and college football weekend. We'll also talk some Memphis Tigers football and basketball with Action News 5's Matt Infield plus 10 in a row, the game show that has swept the nation. For Eli, for Harold, for Zach, I'm Greg. Have a great day, everybody.